Hey there, thank you for listening to our Big Time Talker podcast. Burke Allen in Chicago for the American Library Association's annual conference and exhibition at McCormick Place. This is where all the big authors are. This is uh, Writer Central, thousands of folks around us. You can hear the noise in the background because we're at McCormick Place, which is a, a huge convention center, but it gives me a great opportunity to take over the podcast recording booth sponsored by the Next Generation Indie Book Awards and talk to a whole bunch of incredible authors with great stories. But my favorite thing to do is when I run into old friends, and that's who we've got in the studio now. Danny Boyd and I known each other for many years, and I am so happy to see you in Chicago. You too, my brother. It's been, I look forward to seeing that you were coming. So you have lived a lot of lives. You're a guy that has reinvented himself multiple times. You know, an Oxford scholar, a college professor, a professional wrestler, <laughs> uh, a filmmaker, an author, a graphic novelist. And now that you've retired from teaching, you're writing children's books. It's a 180, man. And, and again, first I have to say, lucky, lucky, lucky me. You know, I've had four or five lives because of that. And it's mostly luck. I know it's chutzpah that I used to have. But now it's just, you know, finding the right opportunities. And, you know, you've known my work for years. I mean, I did a 180. I went from horror to children's books. And you know why? Because my neighborhood. And, you know, we as we all age, our lives change as sure. well. Sure. And you know my neighborhood on the west side of Charleston. It's like, you know, I'm the white Uncle Remus. Yep. So, and I just love it. I'm so happy there. And it was. It all started with that, the Garden Club that we was now in our twelfth year, and you, you have the book Miss Dirt Turtles Garden Club. It all began with that, and the first book Wandala, which was a story that I made up with my girls. That, yeah. right when I was doing all the international contracts, you know, and I didn't want them to worry about, you know, working in these faraway places, so I made up that story for them. But, I, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't think I'd ever write in prose style. So it was just an oral story. So I wrote it with the month, the, a month that I had in Belize and gave it to you. And, and Mark Harshman, our poet laureate, when I got back and I said, is this publishable? And you all said, oh, yeah. And like I said, three days a deal with the Kathy Teets of Headline yeah. Books, man. You and I have West Virginia in common. You mentioned Charleston, and of course we have folks that listen to the podcast from all over the country, all over the world. I tend to think that folks from rural areas like West Virginia have something innate in them that makes them good storytellers. Do you no, think there's something to that? No, I mean it's a it's a Scots Irish tradition. You know, it's uh, you know it's the isolation and everyone staying close and just just enjoying stories. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've been asked this a lot. I don't know where it came from. It came from my dad, who you met yeah, uh, yeah. before. But, I mean, he was just such an awesome storyteller. And I think I just picked up from there. But, again, Burke, I've just, I've just always been a curious guy. I mean, it's, it's always about what, what, you know, and I pay attention. I listen to conversations. Uh, and that, that's what gives me my ideas. And I, I never run out, thank God. 
I've got four of the books here in front of me, the four children's books. And, and you mentioned Mr. Turtle's Garden Club, so I want to start with that one. This has to do with the, the germ of an idea that, that formed because of your neighborhood. You mentioned you, you live in an ethnically diverse neighborhood. There are kids in that neighborhood who come from, sometimes from tough backgrounds, but you, uh, you participate with them and that neighborhood in a way that might be surprising because it's an inner-city neighborhood. Well, you know, and again, it, it, people say it's so wonderful what you do for them. I said, I don't do it for them. I do it for me. Now, it's a wonderful byproduct. But, you know, we, we see that neighborhood, warts and all, and nothing makes me happy than getting them to read and getting them to grow something. And, you know, since I published uh, or wrote uh, graphic novels for years, they give me they give me comic books every year, so I I give the kids uh, comic books. It's like a literacy campaign and popsicles to bribe them. Uh, but no, no, I I, I could, you've been there. I, I could not be happier than my little space there in the hood. I love it. And by the way, lots of folks love it too. Uh, Mr. Turtle's Garden Club has now been made into a musical, theatrical production as well. How great is that? It is so wonderful. With our pal Larry Gross, West Virginia Music Hall of Fame, you know. uh, One of the founders of Mountain Stage. Right, yeah. Founder, yeah. So this story, by the way, is about five, ten-year-old kids who are best friends, and they've got to navigate through this summer filled with all sorts of stuff. Parents with substance abuse issues, um, bullies, broken homes, social workers in and out of their lives, crime, um, slumlords, mm-hmm. lack of money. Mm-hmm. And yet, they sort of navigate those pitfalls by working together in a garden with Mr. Turtle. Yeah, well, you know, it. I mean, the title makes it sound warm and fuzzy, but it's not all warm and fuzzy There's there. Some real stuff in now, there. Now, these are based on my actual original kids. Kids, right. But they do not have the same problems. as our, I'm just making it clear. They don't have the same. But a lot of them do. And, you know, when, as you said, Larry and I, Larry Gross and I uh, did an adaptation and musical of it. And each venue we've been to, which each production company we've done it with, and they've cast the kids, I tell them the same thing. I said... First of all, don't ever call a dirt turtle car Mr. Turtle. Mr. Turtle. Show respect. I said, That's right. I said, at number two, I bet you have a Mr. Turtle in your neighborhood. And you probably have a Mr. Oldhead in your neighborhood. And you don't see them, but they see you. So, I mean, we've just had wonderful cast to do that. I love it. Um, the Wandala book that you talked about, at, you know, being inspired by the time you spent in mm-hmm. Belize is a great adventure. A very strong uh, young female uh, lead character. Mm-hmm. You and me are old white guys. Yeah. How does an old white guy get into the head of a, a young girl? Man, I, you know, I don't. I think I think this this thing that you've got to write what you are. I just don't believe it. Don't buy into it. No, I I, I, I do not. You know, and it's like again, if you're if you're a student of life. Man, you can adapt, and that's I've had the ability to adapt. I mean, I lived in Tanzania. I mean, when I wrote Wandala, I was doing I was doing contracts in Russia, and uh, Czechoslovakia, you know, South America, and uh, and that's why all the four worlds come together in the book, right? Yeah, 
but man, I'm I'm not hung up about you write who you are. You learn who you are when you write those books. One of the things I thought was cool about that character, though, Danny, is that she was she's not Wonder Woman. She's a sort of a shy, uh, inquisitive kid. Mm-hmm. And and was she inspired by a real kid, or is it? Uh, you know, an amalgamation of a whole bunch of kids that you know. Well, she was inspired by my daughters. <laughs> you know, I just, I just want, you know, I, I didn't want them to fear the outside wor- world. And now they've left the outside world, and I miss them. <laughs> and 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 you know, Burke too. Your son, he's going to be all. What happens? He's going to be all. Oh man, what man? He he's just what a wonderful kid he is as well, Thanks. as as mine are. You. Your third book, your third children's book, I should say, um, could be seen as a little bit controversial. Now, it's a kid's book. It's called Tavy's First Hunt. And where you and I, where I grew up and where you grew up, you know, they, they literally close schools yeah. during hunting season. This is a father and son bonding time. And there are lots of folks in major metropolitan areas, like where we sit right now in Chicago, where where you can't quite wrap your head around that, but it's a real thing. However, you look at it in a little bit of a different way um, with Tavy, the lead character who finally is old enough to hunt, goes out with Dad, um, who, you know, guides Tavy through it, and something happens. Well, you know, as our pal Homer Hickam blurbed, he says, it's not, the book is not about hunting. No. It's, 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 it's about understanding nature and respecting nature and why things are done the way that the, the way my dad taught me and you know I'll, I'll I'll fess up I stopped hunting when I was a teenager it just it just wasn't my cup of tea anymore but my dad and I still came every year to our hunting club uh, in Sleepy Creek Mountain uh, Morgan County Every year until he passed, I'm, I'm I'm still a share owner of the of the Posey Hollow Gun Club. It, you know, you're right. It really is at its core a story about fathers and sons. Mm-hmm. Much like Homer Hickam's Rocket Boys October Sky mm-hmm. isn't really about rockets. It's a father son story. Yes. Hey, uh, I'm going to look at our producer. Do we have time for me to ask about one more book? All right, Mr. G is keeping me on track here. Wrestle Dreamia. <laughs> Wrestle Dreamia. A boy's strange journey into the squared circle. People would look at a picture of Danny Boyd online and not imagine that you spent time yourself in the wrestling ring. I can't believe it either. 11 years. Which which is kind of interesting and amazing in itself. Uh, Not the least which is that you're still able to walk around and talk about it, and they didn't snap your neck like a chicken bone. Well, I mean, I'm walking gingerly now. I'm 66 now, so, man, I'm, I feel every pain, and I don't miss any second of it. This story, uh, this wrestling story that you've written, is about this kid. He's 12 years old, mixed-race kid, uh, doesn't cut it on his middle, middle school basketball team, um, primarily because he's just not very disciplined. He's an unhappy kid. Um, his dad dies. Mm-hmm. We'll give that away a little bit. Um, but everything gets turned upside down when there's a wrestling guy who moves into the neighborhood trailer park. For for a month's stay. So how much did you take away from that time you spent as a wrestler and 
channel it into this book. So much, Burke. Yeah. So much of it. You know, I was I was in the mid levels in my pro wrestling career, uh, but I worked with all those guys. You, you know, when they, they were all on top, but they don't stay on top. Right. And as they work down, they're working places, the feds that we know. So I got to know them, and I got to work them, and got to real. You know, and I tell people, I said, for a a industry that's based on myth, I'm not going to say lies, based on myth, it's the most honorable entertainment profession I've ever been in. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. It's a great looking book, WrestleDreamia. And by the way, I will tell you, um, because you can't see into the studio right now, one of the things that will attract young readers to Danny's books is this is not a 400-page investment of two months of a kid's time. No. Kids can read these books and get through them easily in an afternoon and take something away. Was that intentional? Did you write books shorter because you know that in today's world, kids don't have the time? You know, Burke, I'm a research nerd, you know, being a retired yep. professor. Yep. I, I purposely didn't do any research about children's books before I did. Purposely, I did not. So, no, I have never written to a page length. It's just like, I think everything's too long in the world. I think everything is too long. And I can just write it tight and, and, and say what I think I want to say. Kids are going to love that. That's a great byproduct of, of that is that kids will be able to pick these up, read them. And the illustrations are always great in your books, too. You, you pick great illustrators. And it's good same, to see Same you. guy, Hector Mexia. All the way through. All the way through. And I met him for the first time on, on my West Coast baseball trip. He came across the border and went to San Diego. We went to the Padres game, so I got to meet him in person. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's another great story about how you have an illustrator you had never met in person. The world has changed technologically, and we're all to benefit. Lucky, lucky me. And Danny lucky Boyd. to know you, brother. Thank you for coming in. That's Danny Boyd, uh, award-winning children's book author. He's got Indie Book Awards hanging around his neck right now <laughs> as we sit down to talk inside the glass-enclosed nerve center of the American Library Association's big conference in Chicago, Illinois. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. We drop new podcast episodes every Tuesday of The Big Time Talker. For Danny Boyd, I'm Burke Allen in Chicago. Thank you for listening. Now go out and make it a great day. Bye, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.